Hello, welcome to another episode of House of House. I am Lenny Burnham. And I'm Andrew Taven. And today uh, we are covering part two of Euphoria. Uh, As you remember, uh, in the last episode, we uh, left off with Katie in the pain dimension. Um, And uh, when Lenny introduces them, we'll find out if they're still there. Uh, But... Uh, this is part two, so, you know, that cop died, and Foreman's got the disease, the mystery disease, but the mystery is solved. His dad shows up. Uh, we finally, finally resolve the tension of the stolen article, um, and uh, they find out what's wrong with Foreman. No thanks to the ding-dang CDC dragging their heels. Ugh, it's like going, this is the DMV or the <laughs> CDC, right? Um, and uh, then they... Uh, fix him uh and he uh he he literally for so on spoiler alert jumping ahead to uh the major events section of the wiki it says uh one of the major events listed for this episode is foreman awakens from his coma when he's asked to curl his right toes he curls his left toes instead in the beginning of the next episode forever foreman states that his right left reversal is back to normal <laughs> So, uh, not that major. Uh, it reminds me, and they, they play like a sting, like, oh, dun, dun, dun. Um, and they, they, it reminds me of uh, a famous newsroom uh, cliffhanger where um, the episode ends with the power going out, right, as they have to report a big news. And they get together and they're like, we got handheld cameras. We got battery backups. We're going to do the news. We can't stop the news. And then the next episode begins with the power coming back. <laughs> um, and, and all of us wondering what was up with that. Anyway. Yes. So the guest on this episode, if they wake up from their pain coma, is going to be Katie Wright from uh, Bredeston Hell Yes. I set up a little mic by their hospital bed. So we'll just see if they merge. Oh, oh, hello, hello. Oh, I. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you, Lenny. Thank you for putting this microphone on the right side of my coma bed. <gasps> oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, wait, no, left. Okay, no, oh, I got it. Oh, okay, good. It's fine. We're good. Great to We're have you. Oh, that was a close one. All right. Yes, thank you for great returning. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, Bring it on home. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is the first two-parter uh, we've covered yeah. in our first two-part episode. So um, it's also the first two-part episode in House chronologically. It would have been weird if we were just like, oh, that is too much. <laughs> <laughs> so that season one, uh, that season one two-parter where uh, Chi McBride um, is trying to get House fired, that would be too much or whatever. <laughs> I wish um, that had been a two-parter instead of like a ten-parter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really come up much anymore. You think he'd bring him back <laughs> as one. like? I I don't know. You could, they they could like bring him back as like oh uh oh he's running for state senate or <laughs> he something. Could've. He's like a rich guy and he wants to shut down House's division. Like I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all dying for more of that guy. I mean, it probably would have been better than, like, a lot of what they do in Season 7. So, um, you know, they're running out anyway. So, uh, yeah, this one, um, 
starts out with a last time on uh the you know instead of the usual uh person acting weird and uh they turn out to be a house patient um and they they have a weird uh dialogue because cuddy's like all right now that he's died from this weird terrible disease that banishes you to the pain dimension uh we have to get the (laughs) cdc involved before we thought it was just a disease that turns your brain to mush and leaves you alive at the end of the process, which would be fine. That's okay if that spreads wildly through the population. The no one needs to know the about CDC that. The is really taking their time, especially in regards to the guy's house, which still just seems to have caution tape on it, but otherwise be like a normal place where you can enter and exit and no one else is there. Yeah, they, they didn't like post a guard or anything. <laughs> There's just like some caution tape. It just looks like a teenager's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. They should probably do something it's, about well, that. As usual, whenever someone has a contagious uh, disease, the only people doing tests are his personal physicians. That's just, you know, how everything works. We might... Uh, Lane, you're getting, you're getting a little uh, breaking up there. Is your connection okay? It looks okay to me. All right. Well, maybe it's just some uh, internet gremlins and it'll be fine. Uh, That was a peek behind the curtain at the house of house. Um, And so the, uh, yeah, they have, uh, and also it might just be my side, by the way. Hey, if you were listening and you were like, yeah, if you were like, (laughs) why is Andrew uh, being so weird? Lenny's voice sounds as mellifluous as always. (laughs) Uh, Then sorry for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, they have, um, so house is like, we, we can't wait for the CDC. We need to do an autopsy on this cop's brain, slice it up, pick out whatever we need. Dead guy. Who cares? Um, you know, pretty good point. Cuddy is like, you can't cut into his head because, uh, it could, uh, spread the disease everywhere. Even though so far they've been, they were like (laughs) around them a bunch. Uh, Cameron has been. Uh, <laughs> stabbed with the same needle that went into Foreman and just they're not even putting her in her own room. That's okay. Uh, big emergency. Um, if she develops symptoms, presumably they'd need to quarantine. I don't know the state of New Jersey, uh, which they should do anyway. Hey, right? but... <laughs> hey gotcha. Um, but for but it, it's really just kind of very inconsistent. She's like, you can't cut into his brain, even though he cut into Foreman's brain, which to me seems like it would mm-hmm. be worse. Like, I like probably if it can spread from a dead body, for sure it can spread <laughs> from a live body. Like, if anything, your odds are like, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe it needs to feed on living tissue, and now it can't, so maybe it's inert. Maybe. I mean, that's a gamble but it seems like less of a gamble than it's currently doing <laughs> its thing and you're you got a brain biopsy from foreman um house though does push uh foreman into uh he gives him you know yes um and it's like go yeah uh go do a uh 19 6 1950s uh 
biopsy. Yeah, House um, just being like, I, I me and my think... friend need to get this cop with a hammer was definitely the best part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do wonder if people, when they would get lobotomies and they were, you know, back when they thought that was like the way to go, if they were just like, oh, so what tool do you use? Well, we use an ice pick. And it's like, is you don't have like, uh, no, you know, it can pick ice. It can definitely pick uh, your brain. Um, so he, unfortunately, though, Foreman is progressed to the stage where it's uh, messing with his visual cortex and he <laughs> thinks he can see but cannot. So he gets like a little sample of the bed and is like, yeah. come on. That part um, does just feel like which, adorable. Like, kind of horrifying to Foreman. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like it. there's something about it that feels like a dog, yeah, you know? Yeah, just they're like, like, They I have their helped. squeaky toy, and they're like, I killed this! <laughs> I'm helping! Um, it, it is also wild to think that uh, Foreman's perception of the event is he has a little bit of brain in in that in those tweezers instead of Hyper a little cotton. Yeah. He's like, yeah. That yeah. He's just like, come on, this is gross. It's like that didn't feel right once, but other than that, it's just like, all right, I got some fluffy brain in my hand. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't feel right, but he, the proof is in the pudding. He's staring at a piece of brain. So. I mean, that's right. That's the thing. He is like, oh, I guess cops' brain texture is just uh, like this. Yeah. Um, Head yeah, full of cotton. He, he uh, so in, it seems also very dangerous in retrospect that he is giving this person. I mean, I guess he thought he could was still at the point where he could see, but he does know that the progression of this disease means that uh, Foreman could have just been sticking that anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> just, I guess it would be pretty hard to accidentally ice pick, like, yourself. Uh, yeah, And there's, presumably. like, nothing else in the room yeah. that's alive. I mean, as we learned in the gun scene last <laughs> yeah. time, House does not really respect dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. He's like uh, uh, the corn cob TV yeah. guy in uh, I Think You Should Leave. Just, yeah, like, they you can show souls. them nude. They ain't got we no souls. We can their brains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh they do some weird like cuts when they're like this because they're trying to like kind of flashback some stuff but they're like well we already investigated his apartment and it like does a quick flashback and like kind of grayscale to like apartment and they're like well what about when he was in pain and it's like flashback to like ah, oh! and you're like all right this isn't great i don't know um uh and they and we get house's uh mouse sidekick oh, steve yeah. mcqueen returns Steve McQueen. I forgot about Steve McQueen. I love him so dearly, and I really love I, I really love watching him euphorically <laughs> climb the side of his cage. Well, <laughs> how is this inserted? And in, in this right. case, it turns I guess out he's he, not euphoric. <laughs> he's just trying something out. He's just having fun. Yeah. Um. It is a little <laughs> wild that House. I mean, the. It's interesting because the what ends up happening because he brings him to the apartment. And he's like on speakerphone with Foreman, and he's like, "Where'd you go? Tell me every single thing you did. I'm gonna I'm bringing a rat uh, to like stick his little booper in uh, all the places where you went, so that I can give him a disease." Um, and and that rat looks like he's having a great time. He's really yeah. He's like one. garbage. <laughs> oh boy. Um, God, uh, the I'm trying to think 
if it's worth saying this because it's probably pretty sad. But uh, one time we had to pull Re- Reggie was sniffing near a trash bag and we had to yank him away because we noticed there was a little rat mm-hmm. just like on top of the trash bag, not moving, but like breathing. And we were like, oh, why, why is it reacting? I thought we like, oh, it probably got like rat poison. And we're like, and then it was like, I want to spend my final moments among oh. trash. And we're like, oh, my God, that's so sad and tragic. <laughs> but that's like so sweet that he was just like, oh, I'll, I'll live as I'll die as I live. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, that's a, I, yeah. He, uh, he uh, briefly interrupted by a giant <laughs> hound. <laughs> Uh, 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 shoving his face towards him, but then uh, allowed to die among uh, thing. Um, the yeah, so he's doing it. This is uh pretty ridiculous. How says he didn't want to use like an adopted rat because he doesn't know its medical history. He also doesn't know Steve McQueen's <laughs> medical history. He found it in uh, his ex-wife's attic. Um, <laughs> I did not remember that that was Steve McQueen's best. I like to think yeah. House is just like, I, I he got him spied on my shop. ex-wife long enough to know this rat's full history. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know this rat. The only thing he's been exposed to is a uh, 10 dick duck. <laughs> and uh, uh, so he, that's fine. Um, yeah, he's just... Uh, he, the, the thing that does get to me, though, is it, it ends up turning out that he took him at the wrong time because you know spoilers yada yada we'll get to it but the the disease was spread by the sprinkler system in the cops uh weed atorium that only goes off at certain times uh but he's like okay well if he gets sick we can dissect his like rat brain and find out what it is and if he doesn't, then we know it's something that only humans can get, not rats. And it's like, oh, you mean everything? <laughs> like, you mean, you know how, like, rats are famously known for carrying disease because they can and it doesn't bother <laughs> them because <laughs> it doesn't, like, mess with them. So you just, like, you think he has one of the many diseases that, and that's assuming the rat could get it at all, which is a huge jump. He hasn't seen other infected animals. Um uh, he later arguably does, so they never confirm it. But this is a pr- – I get the house is desperate, but this feels like any information other than the rat getting sick is just unusable. Like if the rat doesn't get sick – just if it gets sick, sure, it worked, I guess. But his like, wait a minute, what can humans get that rats can't? <laughs> Everything. Rats brain – like they don't – yeah, it's – it's not like they're an alien species, but their brains have a lot of differences between rat brains and human brains. Their immune systems are different. They're just a very, I, I don't know if it's supposed to just be house is desperate. They're a very different species um, because they're rats. Yeah, in general. And they spend their time doing other stuff. Yeah, in general, I thought the medical plot points in this episode uh, really didn't work uh which is, I guess, a general problem in house, but usually they kind of can make them sing a little better. But there was a lot in this that was just a lot of like cross checking and do like cross checking long lists and doing logic problems. That was like this. This is not interesting or believable to me. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I think it's just um, 
I get that they they want to have the mystery of like, oh, it's when you go and whatever. But like, because like, all right, spoilers. It's that he got like a brain eating amoeba, um, which if looking both on the wiki confirmed why I thought about this, because first of all, the idea that they got infected by like walking around the water being sprayed out is like nonsense. Like this affects like, uh, I think it's like. 30 people at most uh, in like five years like it's wild it affects very and one of those people. people is eric i mean yeah and the cop it's like either yeah we didn't see that we didn't see well the thing is that wouldn't because the people who get it it's people who were either swimming in an infected pond and like literally got it like forced up their nose or apparently a big one is, and watch out for this, if you use a neti pot, you are, uh, you got to be careful. If you use a neti pot, um, you're probably fine in with whatever water you're using. But uh, I don't know, maybe boil it to be safe because um, it's it's very unlikely. But that is one of the ways that people get it because they're just given that amoeba uh, free golden ticket to uh, Brain City. <laughs> Um, and also the other thing, like they will get to this, but one of the other incorrect things is that unfortunately for the rare number of people who do get this, it's like 96% fatal. Like it's wildly fatal. The, the idea that they find out what it is and they're just like, oh no, what if the biopsy surgery <laughs> hurt him? Like they would be like, oh, he's dead. Like we could try and treat him, but like. Oh, there's so like he's almost certainly dead. Um, thankfully he's not. He just uh briefly gets left and right. <laughs> um, but it all works out. Uh, this is, I guess, it's supposed to be a fictional version of it. But I am pleased to say that I know very little about uh medicine or diseases, so I didn't have a lot of like logic problems or like believability problems just like yeah probably that's probably how brain eating amoebas work i don't know um but the one thing that i don't know if this is realistic again i don't know anything about medicine um but it feels wrong to me is i can in this episode and i can think of at least one other house episode i think maybe they do this a few times um they have the like Mr. Burns, all the germs trying to go through the doorway <laughs> syndrome, where like, oh, you had this one disease, but because you had this other disease, they balanced each other out. And I'm not confident that I believe <laughs> that that happens in real life. I, they do like to do that a lot. I could believe it's happened. Um, I mean, I know there's a theory. I don't, it's tough because any like Evo bio type stuff is very speculative because um, people just it's a lot of times when people try and explain the evolutionary mechanism for something, I feel like they are inherently uh, attributing intent to a process that doesn't have it um, because you can speculate about why certain um, evolutionary things persisted. But a lot of times I feel like people try and suggest that like, oh, this developed because and it's like, well, it didn't develop because I know it's a little nitpicky, but um, there's like, I know a theory. It could be, I heard it once. It could be totally disproven that a uh, sickle cell developed um, 
because it is maybe protective against malaria, um, which I don't know if that's true. If it's if it's the case that that is, uh, you know, was made by like some racist biologist in the 60s and it's bad to even say it, then I am sorry. I'm unaware if that's still a hot hypothesis or if it's been disproven. Um, but uh they do um they do have the whole thing where they're like oh the cop also had legionella because he lived in absolute filth uh so this uh prince in plainsboro apparently just stores diseases in a way that like is it also a bio lab <laughs> it feels like um house just comes and he's like oh i got a flask of legionella i do like base holding in his teeth that feels like a very house thing to do yeah uh and as Foreman yes. is in the process of telling him he does not consent to be infected with Legionella, House <laughs> throws a disease bomb in there. And as yeah. unethical as I it love is, that it's literally yeah. it's literally like a yeah. stink bomb. He just like yeah. he does like a Dale Gribble like pocket Legionella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I love that he is uh, that he also tells Foreman to put his slippers on because <laughs> he doesn't want him to walk on the glass, um, yeah. which is great. Uh, and it, it works and it slows down the disease, um, for reasons that knowing what it is again, and I, I, I don't know, I guess we've already decided this is sort of a different magic parasite. If it's a parasite, I don't, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if it can reproduce in the brain or if it's just the base level amoebas. So I, I don't know, maybe whatever um the uh i will say i feel like again talking out my ass but it feels like if we're going to accept that having this disease is protective against this other disease it's like an additional leap to be like if you already have the disease yeah and then you introduce the other disease it'll undo yeah. what the first disease was doing that's like a whole different thing like the the amoeba's already in your brain like what yeah it, it is it doesn't it doesn't really make sense that he would start to get better like it makes sense that like all right even if he had some minor brain damage you know neuroplasticity the existing neurons can over time uh make up for the deficit and make new connections between each other yeah given what we know it is the idea that he is just like oh great i'm feeling better does seem uh suspect but i think we just sort of have to buy into it at some point it does kind of feel like they're working backwards from wanting certain things to which they always do to some degree but i feel like i guess it yeah varies. i think this is definitely um, one of the also, lazier plotted this, episodes yeah. especially by season two and they're just like really uh coasting on you being more attached to foreman than like a random guy yeah it definitely feels like they they did a real good job setting it up <laughs> and then they kind of were like all right well how do we write ourselves out of this one um the i do like the uh, mom who brings in her yes. little daughter who uh yeah is like almost thrilled through the research she's done to think she has epilepsy and is like and i've heard about these epilepsy youth soccer leagues and now oh this is practically like oh this will be on her college admission this is such an amazing thing that we can work together to overcome and then is uh very disappointed when she finds out her daughter is just yeah. masturbating um 
And, yeah, I yeah. my my favorite thing about that is like the bro moment that the little girl yeah. and house share at the end. He's like, "Fuck yeah, way to jerk it, dude." And she's like, Thanks, "I man. also like <laughs> yeah, house, I that's great." Uh, I, house basically invents that Twitter format that's like she march on my penguin till I like. <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah, he goes through that. She's finding her Nemo. Um, he just like goes <laughs> through a few of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm the sisterhood, and. Uh, the, I, I like that how this feels like very like some writer was like you know who got done wrong Jocelyn Elders Do you who's know who... Jocelyn Elders okay. no <laughs> this is a great opportunity to bring up Jocelyn Elders Jocelyn Elders if you want to uh, get a sense of what the 90s was like was a surgeon general I want to say she was maybe the first black woman to be surgeon general and that might be wrong but uh, if there was one in the 80s, well, hey, America, I guess we're progressive after all. I don't know. Um, I, but she was uh, a, the Surgeon General, um, and she said that we should encourage uh, teenagers to masturbate as an alternative to having unsafe sex. Oh, and yeah. uh, she was fired. Oh. Yeah, because obviously we all know uh, Bill Clinton um was a paragon of sexual virtue who uh was was horrified to hear that i mean i know it's you know politics whatever um but it's it is one of those things where you hear and you're like i don't know it would still be controversial today like in that fox news and tucker carlson would be like you know the uh whoever's the surgeon general now i don't even know if we have one if it's been delayed in the senate for so long but the sir biden's woke surgeon general wants your kids to masturbate when uh instead of teaching them about uh eating healthy which i also don't like um i do feel like that is just like not so very helpful the, advice yeah so, exactly like, mercy just like thinking back on being a teenager i'm like i feel like spending time jerking it and being like i need to impress this senior boy or like very unrelated things and it would not really stop me from having sex <laughs> yeah i think it's um it's a little i guess the idea is if you're actively teaching people that masturbation's uh, wrong then they might think that it's better to get off by masturbate or by uh, having unsafe sex. Um, it's interesting because now I almost I now I, I think you could just get away with saying that we should teach teenagers how to have safe sex in case they're going to like, obviously, yes, Fox News, blah, blah, blah. They'll still get mad. But like if the, whoever Biden's current, you know, hey, Jack, we got to teach them that uh, not only can they jack it, but uh, if they're having, uh, you know, and uh, that that thing you do right they gotta uh they gotta wrap it up jack you know gotta be safe like i think so that'd be fine now i don't think i think people would like <laughs> the the people who would be mad at him for that are the same ones who would be mad at him if he's like yeah you, you, you don't you don't you don't gotta uh burn burn a gay man at the stake jack like they would they just at this point are the people who just have no like i saw someone on twitter today who was like going off on a gay couple that had a surrogate and that's the kind of thing oh where like i know it's not to understate the danger of that sort of thing but that's the sort of opinion where you go like 
oh, this is toxic to normal people. Like no one, everyone, even like fucking like Mitt Romney Republicans are going to be like, oh, how sweet, a married gay couple raising their kid uh, and, you know, not living a life of sin. Like at this point, like the idea that, you know, yes, there's a lot of uh, other stuff that's unfortunately being stigmatized. But I think overall, if you're trying to come out against like, and two gay men in a loving family with a house shouldn't be allowed to have a child, like most people are going to even just be like, okay, you're nuts. Um, which is a, hey, I mean, that's progress on some level, but, uh, you know, lots of, lots of problems <laughs> still. Right, um, agree. I just want to say really quickly <laughs> uh, before we return episode jocelyn uh jocelyn elders was the first black woman surgeon general and she was followed by the second black woman surgeon general (laughs) well i mean that is sort of like i feel like that is the sort of thing where you where you're gonna be like don't worry we're not we still we're gonna keep we still are gonna have a momentous person filling this position just one who yeah. keeps her opinions about masturbation to herself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to imagine the Senate hearing when they tried to confirm the new one and were like, and what do you think about <laughs> masturbation? They're like, uh, I have no opinion one way or the other. Uh, I believe that should be left to the Supreme Court to decide or whatever. Um, that's a, it's a state yeah. decision. Yeah, that's a state rights issue. <laughs> it's a state, that should be left up to individual states. Um, yeah, the it's uh, so yeah, so house. I mean, I like that he all that they have the whole thing where the mother is like more where she's like, that's horrifying, and he's like, no, epilepsy is horrifying, which, yes, is I'm sure problematic in its own way. People with epilepsy can live wonderful yeah. lives, but I think house it's it, it's it's tough. House is coolest with the clinic patients, yeah. I think, because with the full episode patients, you have to like get in a lot of twists and turns. And so you have him advocate for weird stuff at different times. Uh, but yeah, with the clinic patients, he'll just be like, don't worry that your daughter is fat. Don't worry that your daughter is masturbating. And I'm just like, where was house when I needed him? Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. that rules. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they should have made that a full episode. And then like the big reveal was like, uh, you know, Wilson saying like, well, House, I guess I'm Robin Hood and you're the Sheriff of Nottingham. And he runs back and he's like, wait, did she say she was watching the DVD of Robin Hood in the van when, like, Disney's Robin Hood when this happened? <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, yeah, that's a fun little um, diversion yeah. from the rest of the episode. Uh, and there is a whole thing. So the CDC is taking a very long time, which honestly, if I'm that I'm like being like, look, if this isn't important enough for you to send someone on a plane today, <laughs> we're doing the autopsy. Cause clearly this is not, you have like, you sent like some guy, some security guard to sit by the body in some bag like this isn't you're not taking yeah, this seriously. i love that it's the cdc fine. in this episode is worried, like then... a union construction guy who's just like hey we get our lunch break <laughs> yeah. um incredible stuff and like there has to be a a cdc close <laughs> to princeton right like it's the centers it's not like one location 
Like, she seems to suggest they have to send someone, like, from Atlanta, which, like, I don't know why they would. I wish I there th- had yeah, been, I feel like, like they, a like, Shining-style plot of the be. CDC guy trying to get there that it sometimes cuts to. That'd be amazing. <laughs> just going, like, uh, a situation where you're just like, please, you have to help me. My flight got canceled, and the train got derailed, and I just need to hitchhike. <laughs> And he's like, uh-oh, turns out these hitchhikers were uh, cannibals or whatever. <laughs> ah, I have to stop at this house. They're swingers. <laughs> just like, the just CDC wild, guy really shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, they, uh, it's all, it's just like, I don't know. They're, Foreman, so Foreman's dad shows up. He lies. He's like, you know. And this other guy, did he die? What was it like? He's like, oh, he definitely didn't uh, get banished to the pain dimension. Yeah. Um, he's. Uh... That was really cute. Agreed. Yeah, that was, one of the <laughs> that was really yeah. sweet. I mean, it's not. That's not like I, necessarily yeah. the kind of behavior I expect from Foreman, and like especially in this episode where he's for re- you know reasonably kind of losing it. Um, yeah, it was like a really genuinely like nice little moment of like you know my dad doesn't need to know that i'm gonna get sent to the pain dimension yeah i i wonder and i'm sure people have like looked into it um why omar epps was not even bigger i feel like he's really good in this episode they normally don't i mean it's just the nature of house they're normally given not besides who larry ever got like major acting nominations and in like Emmys and Golden Globes, it was just Hugh Lowry, which is weird because I feel like pre-Mad Men, there really weren't that many like stacked drama ensembles. Um, Omar yeah. X did get a bunch of uh, I mean, NAACP he... Image Awards for this, though. Not for this episode, but uh, other years. I mean, deservedly, but also like... You're 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 by definition going with a yeah. I mean, he was he, he was like up against like Ice T and like yeah. LL Cool J on their procedurals for that. So it's like yeah, you're gonna go with our apps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is. I I thought the same thing as I as I mentioned before. I unracistly really don't like Foreman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, and and I think kind of like episode to episode, Omar Epps doesn't usually like wow me that much i don't i don't have a problem with his performance but it's just like yeah yeah that's just foreman being foreman but this episode really really is such an incredible yeah yeah that's why i looked it up because i was like they wrote him an emmy episode (laughs) like just just give it to them you're up against like boston people (laughs) at this point he's i mean he's doing yeah he does a great job he apparently when i was listening to blank check covering gina prince bythewood and you know the love and basketball episode i was surprised to hear that like apparently like that was like a selling point when she was like pitching it that they were like or that or that they were like you know well you can make it if you have omar oh, interesting X. I like at one point he like was like that made him the upcoming big. like A pa- that's i mean they got they got research and whatever unless i misunderstood it apparently that was like you know he was still coming up but they were like yeah this is a guy who's got i mean it might just be like internally they were like oh we feel like this guy's gonna have some heat on him but the studio was apparently like you know this guy and um despite the fact that he's playing like you know a five five <laughs> basketball player or whatever but um 
<laughs> I guess he was on 10 episodes of ER before that. Maybe that. I don't know if he was a He's character. apparently no, on, like, Power Book 3 now. Um, I'm just, like, I, I'm surprised. Like, I'm, like... I don't know. You could see him. I mean, it, the, the weird thing is now everything's just like people just spinning their wheels till they're like put into Marvel <laughs> jail or whatever to serve out their sentence as, uh, you know, uh, King Crusher um, for the next <laughs> 10 movies. But um, true pain dimension. <laughs> Yeah, that's the real. Uh, that's the real one. I mean, it's 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 wild because I think he's very good in this. I think Hugh Laurie does a very good job in this. I think. Um, I think Jennifer Morrison in the last scene or so she's in where she accepts his apology does an okay job. I think she. I don't know. Maybe they just. Maybe it was just the directing or something. So I think she does a good job later on. But there are a couple scenes where I'm like, hmm. This, I don't know that this is rising to the task as much as some of the other people yeah, here it are. Is, it's I interesting. Mean, I'm not um, saying she's not capable. It's I do interesting think... revisiting seasons one and two because, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, you can tell that other than Hugh Laurie, like, they definitely knew Omar Epps was, like, the heavy hitter actor. Like, even more than, like, uh, Wilson at this point. I, I kind of had forgotten that. Yeah, they do give Robert Sean Leonard more yeah, but, later. Yeah, when, like Wilson and Cuddy yeah, are like later much on less a big deal, like... and it and uh, Foreman is much more of a big deal than I had remembered. Yeah, I mean later they're like, oh yeah, Robert Sean Leonard can act. Let's uh, kill his girlfriend and give him <laughs> cancer, um, and it works because he's uh, he is very talented. Um, also, since uh, Foreman's the, dad is in this episode uh, using his weird his real name, it. Uh, one of the few episodes where you really remember that his name is Eric Foreman, which is just always weird. Fox was at no point like, hey, since we've had an Eric Form another Eric Foreman on our network for several years, I feel like they have dibs. <laughs> yeah, I um I Googled uh Eric Foreman dad. Uh, because I was like, is that Charles S. Dutton? It was. Um, and um, the first result it gave me was James <laughs> Wilson, incorrect. And then its second guess was Red Foreman, which is yeah. a better guess. <laughs> By the way, I was like, oh, is this noted, revered character actor Charles S. Dutton? If so, an incredible get. And then I looked it up, and I was like, it is. Wow. And then... I looked at his IMDb and I was like, is he revered <laughs> or did I just see him in the piano lesson and assume he was classy? I, I mean, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah I think there's a, a um, yeah, but I looked at his entire IMDb. I was like, he's not really, he was in Cry the Beloved Country in like the 80s and the piano lesson and other than that it's just sort yeah, of like guest spots I feel like a lot of people are able to have gravitas where like well like just doing network guest spots because it's kind of the perfect crime because it's like film people won't see that stuff and then the people who do see it will be like wow he was in Chicago Fire yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's sort of like I think the ultimate uh man who's sort of like you know the 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 avatar not james cameron avatar last airbender avatar who managed to like unite the four uh like procedural 
uh, prestige TV Oscar actor, character actor, Marvel, whatever, is uh, J.K. Simmons, mm, of course, yeah. who um, oh, sure. it just it sings in every possible, uh, just yeah. gets to do it all. So big for Eminem um, fans. And deservedly so. Um. Yeah. The so the I I heard they they ask him at one point they're like what are you on the pain scale and he's like I'm an eight which I think is the pain scale was like developed to sell oxy <laughs> I think I learned in um uh dope sick uh <laughs> if you want to talk about Michael Keaton doing a uh a role <laughs> um he's in that and also uh Michael Stuhlbarg Wait. oh sorry no that was that was just really good commentary. <laughs> Yeah, he is. And he's, yeah, well, he's stop denying that Michael Keaton did a role in Dope Sick. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, wait, Katie. I'll be dead. I will be dead in the cold, cold ground. You show me the fucking receipts. Yeah. Sorry, I you don't know. You are thinking of love and other drugs. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, love and other drugs. Great movie if you want to... Uh, plausibly plausible deniability see jake gyllenhaal's mm, penis okay um i do yeah i need that it's plausible uh, deniability. i had someone specific i forget who it was i had someone specifically tell me they want to see jake gyllenhaal's penis and i was like well depending uh this is a hotly debated uh talmudic subject but according to some sources you can and love another drugs um <laughs> it's uh there are different opinions uh opinions yeah. vary um the I'll look into uh, this. I'll report back. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we should touch back. We should touch base on this. Uh, the Gyllenhaal <laughs> pain report. The next time we have you on, we can yeah. make a judge. I, I'm pretty agnostic about it. I think it's um, I think it's very debatable. It's a I I I I am I don't really take a stance on this issue. Uh, it's it's very politicized, so I I don't want to come in too hot. But another person who, and Katie, don't deny it. Is in dope sick is uh Michael Stuhlbarg playing. This is not the uh, first Arthur time Sackler. you've listed off people who are in dope sick on the podcast. That doesn't surprise me. That's one of our recurring bits. Um, All right, I, I just want to say that you're gaslighting me by claiming that uh, that's a movie. But let's move on. The TV series. No. Yeah. Nope. Not that either. Okay. Let's he move uh, he plays Arthur Sackler, and I was like, oh, he's acting no. really weird. And then I looked up a video of Arthur Sackler giving a testimony, and I was like, oh, he's uh, impersonating him exactly. Like, I love mm, when you see a, that. A reverse Tom Hanks and Elvis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, he must have acted like that. Wait, he didn't? Yeah. Oh, he didn't have an for? accent? He wasn't a flesh golem? <laughs> he was not uh, brought to life by the Maharal of Prague to protect the Jews, and then when his uh high symbol was wiped off his forehead went mad destroying everything in his wake and now he sits in the attic of the maharal of prague and the legend says if you go up uh you could die that's not what happened with elvis's manager colonel tom parker wow that was a really specific riff oh yeah hey that's for all my uh prague heads out there golem golem fans unite that's the one like i guess you can count angels and stuff because all that originated from like old testament but I feel like the one like knocked it out of the park uh, mythological creature that came from like Jewish mythology is the golem like that. You got that in JRPGs. You got that in like 
uh, I don't know, Magic the Gathering. That's like a real slam dunk. And then you're like, what do you have after that? You're like, oh, Dybbuk. <laughs> no one, no one does anything with Dybbuk. No one cares. Yes, you're like biblically accurate angels, but Christianity is like fucking claim that as their own. And that just gets lumped into like Judeo-Christianic, Abrahamic, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's like the golem and the Dybbuk and uh, ain't no one uh, fighting the Dybbuk. Ain't no, you encountered a Dybbuk in Final Fantasy I feel or like whatever. Supernatural lasted um, so long that they must have a Dybbuk in there. They did like 400 they have a golem? Yeah. I do. The only time the Dybbuk's at the beginning of a series. <laughs> man, like, that's like the only one. And there's probably some... Uh, cheesy like when they were doing everything like 80s horror movies oh like, man Dibbic. i hope so and like dip it too back to the streets or whatever oh, yeah <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> uh disease bomb keep your slippers on uh the i oh man the okay the scene that i was like oh they're both killing it here and also this is actually really good writing not like for a house this is just like good in my opinion is the discussion because house is like all right uh i know i disease bombed you against your will but now i want to cure you against your will um <laughs> and he's like they have a great conversation where he's like no it's helping don't cure it and he eventually admits he's like I'd rather die than have to deal with the pain. And House talks about like his own experience and like how avoiding pain as your kind of lodestar can steer you in wrong. And it's like a really great conversation between two really good actors in in the middle of this uh, you know, kind of goofy-ish uh two-parter question um, is that the same yeah, scene where house uses this episode <laughs> i think it is i think is that might have taken me out of it i don't even remember. yeah hearing you describe it i'm like oh yeah that was a good scene but that was does very he call it, oh does he did you watch he, it on Peacock. amazon i feel like i, I would have called this out i wonder if they because i you're probably right but doesn't he? Okay, he so is right. He said he, he says it. He does. He says like. No, no, I believe you. I'm not saying you animal. made that up. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I should have said you're probably right. You're I, I know you're correct. You wouldn't have like inserted that. Oh, I was but actually I listening like, to Come Town. No, that would be a good house. Episode, episode. So I got some of them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> did they ever use your new? I know they've been off the air, but they should. Did they ever use your new character? The uh, um. Guy who's a chaser for chasers. Yes, the chaser chaser. Oh, that's so great. Uh, Right in. Uh, Do a new reunion episode. Um, Um, But yeah, House. I no, I a hundred percent. I I does I does use the R word, but he does later call himself a honky. So I feel like the uses of slurs are very mixed. I'm on board with the honky. Does he say? Sorry, I'm trying to remember the context. I feel like that would have jumped out to me. I wonder if I was just like how he doesn't want. He says, like, I'm jealous. Foreman was saying that he doesn't want them to uh, stab his brain. And House is, was like, I know that yeah. our children make it seem so appealing. Oh, my God. No, it's saying he does want them to stab his brain. Oh, yeah. That's the whole argument is House wants to 
hold off on doing the biopsy. I maybe it's just because he was like angry that I was like, oh, because he's saying it like that might be, and I don't know if this reflects poorly on me. It might be that didn't stick out because he's like saying it in genuine anger that I was like, oh, he's like not joking. Like, no, like, that's like what, joking I, that's about what's weirder it. to like, me that it doesn't feel like House being edgy. He just like throws it out there. I so I remember him saying. This is so weird. I'm actually wondering. Sorry, I know I asked, but I didn't hear the answer. Did you watch it on, like, Amazon? I'm so curious. I wonder if Amazon bleeped that out. Because I feel like I would that would have, like, stuck out to me. And I wonder if they just, like, yeah. muted that. Because I think, I, like, remember him. I remember that conversation. I remember him saying, like, oh, I know it seems so great with, like, something and children. Maybe I misheard it. It's or like I, animals. Animals and. Chil- and children. blank children. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm okay. I'm so, genuinely yeah. kind of curious. I kind of want to, not right now, but I am kind of curious. Um, I might rewatch that scene just to see if he, if, if Amazon bleeped it out. Cause, but they don't. I'm trying to think if they, if there's anything else where I was like, well, geez, I can't believe they didn't bleep that out. Um, cause I do remember him saying that, but I feel like I just remember him saying children. I might have also just like totally been. Uh, like taking a note or something and was like writing and missed it. But that's, that's wild that I don't remember that if it's there. Um, when you got to that part. I'm saying, I know it's there. When I say if it's there, I mean, a, sorry, I said what? that a truck kept driving by and honking its horn whenever you were at that part. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like a, yeah. Like a police academy or like a, a, a police squad joke. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I know it's there. I'm When I say if it's there, I mean, assuming Amazon didn't like, mute the word um the anyway yeah so they they have that conversation which other than the slur um which amazon either muted or i just completely was like hearing that truck honk blanked on um i think that the exchange is pretty good uh yeah i think i think omar epps does a really amazing job throughout this episode but particularly in that scene of playing, playing uh, Foreman as like so stressed out and like so at the breaking point that his facial expressions are like grotesque. Yeah, like he, he's like snarling at him like a gargoyle when he's like, "It'll bring the pain back," and it's really it's kind of yeah. scary. It's yeah, re- it's just not a side of of Foreman that you see. You no, know, his eyes are like uh, bugging out. He also yeah. He has really scene. good eyes for bugging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when he has an earlier scene that I do like, just as like a side thing, where he's uh, they're trying to treat him for everything, but ends up fucking up his pancreas. And he's like doing this, like he knows it is wild because he's that's at the point where he thinks he can see, but he's realized he's aware he can't logically. And so he's just feeling each of the pills to try and figure out what they're giving him. Um, Right. That's he just pretty does, impressive. He does a really good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would I would be like, I see an L and a G. Can you Google that for me? Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, this uh, one's a square. No, wait, a rhombus. <laughs> Fungus? <laughs> yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. He's the house of figuring out what pills are. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> um, and he wants, there's a whole thing uh that he wants to uh have 
Cameron be his medical proxy, which I, I, a lot of this, he apologized for whatever. He's in a lot of pain. I get the idea that he want, it is interesting. And they draw attention to this, that Cameron and house kind of have their roles shifted because house is the one who risks himself to go check out the apartment. And Cameron is the one who's like, no, he wants us to do the risky biopsy that's like deep in that um, House says will, uh, you know, risk disabling him. And Foreman also says, like, I'd rather be, I mean, that's why House says it. He's like, I'd rather be disabled than dead. Um, uh, Although he also would rather be dead than in pain. And I don't know, you can end up in a lot of- I can relate to both of those. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. Um, in that scene where uh, so Foreman he, apologizes, uh, they, he does an yeah. incredible job of like really understanding Cameron because he like first and very emotionally apologizes for copying her paper. And then as an afterthought is like, and I'm sorry for stabbing you. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly right. That's how Cameron feels about those things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because the stabbing was an act of desperation. The paper was stolen in cold blood. Yeah. Um, and he quotes from her paper where she says, which is like the thing where you're like, all right, I kind of get why yeah. you did all this. And where he's like, um, they at one point. It's, it's yeah. funny that that uh, paper, uh, that stealing Foreman the paper says, arc oh, has like a really nice, satisfying payoff after like five episodes, especially knowing that like, Later, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Foreman's not backwards anymore. <laughs> like, just interesting priorities. Yeah. No, it's cool. He's fine. Um, you don't ever get left and right mixed up. That's not that <laughs> crazy. You know, people get that mixed up all the time. Doesn't mean you have brain damage. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if you just woke up from a <laughs> medically induced coma, you might just no, be for a sure, little But it was clearly like supposed to be a cliffhanger yeah. in the episode. <laughs> I know! Yeah, no, absolutely. They absolutely do act like that's going to be the whole I wish the next one opened yeah. Not only being like, will oh, he sorry, be fine. you're left, and that was the resolution. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they yeah. literally, they have him just doing, like, dangerous spinal taps the next day. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, they... So they have a because part of the whole thing also is Foreman's like if I guide the person doing the biopsy, it'll be fine. Pulling a real Doctor Drake Ramore was the only one who could operate on his own brain. Um, but he but he doesn't. He's out, and someone does it. I don't think they show you exactly who does it. And the person who does it apparently hard to believe there was a neurosurgeon uh, who was actually a neurosurgeon, not just one of the team members, who apparently does it fine because. Um, they're like, but he, he forgot left and right for a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? That's what we call a good job um, when you're doing like super deep brain biopsies or whatever. They have a kind of a weird thing where House and the biopsy and the CDC all while he was under figured out what it was. Um I don't quite know. I get why they do it because they want to set up the like, you know, house calling. Away, Stop! Don't do the biopsy. I figured out what it is with Cameron doing, but I already did. Dun dun dun! It's fine. Um, 
and also the CDC was like, what? Oh, yeah, we got a guy there, Jeff. He'll do it. Um, and they have, when they do it, they give him the treatment, which again, whatever. But apparently, uh, this would be the worst news they could get. And instead, they're just like, oh, cool, we can cure him. He would be one of four people <laughs> since like 1960 in America. Uh, but good, he was. He was the fifth. Um, no concern about that. They um, <laughs> they take it. Cameron's talking to the dad in the church and is like giving yeah. him riddles because she can't just too many of those say the thing she's like. Where it's like the scene yeah. in Shrek Two where Pinocchio is being interrogated, so he has to like uh, very carefully say stuff so his nose doesn't grow. They go to that well too much. <laughs> it's also like the degree to which she's like we found out what was wrong with him so he'll be fine we're treating the disease so he'll be okay we are going to wake him up so he's fine the disease did not cause any long-term damage so he's okay we believe that he's like <laughs> so the, the surgery yeah. so he like, says he to her like, like, like there's no gonna cameras be okay? gonna do this and like like Foreman is 37 years old and was born. <laughs> <laughs> she acts like at some point the dad, like the seventh time this happens, dad's going to go, all right, yeah. sounds good to me. <laughs> um, it is it is a very funny interaction, especially when he's like, is he going to be okay? And she's like, well, we're going to wake him up. Um, but I think I think it's really funny in a way that that works. I think it's a good Cameron moment. Like she can't, she just like can't, she can't just come out with the bad news. She's really got it. She's just fingers <laughs> crossed that that she won't it have is to a say. Stunning yeah. They don't go and that, okay. that uh, Cameron is a medical professional who just refuses to give anyone bad news. <laughs> It's, it's like, yeah, she's she's like a recurring yeah. SNL character at this point greatest. where just like every couple weeks she'll be like <laughs> um the person's heart problem technically stopped it won't be bugging them anymore yeah oh uh well yeah um they are no longer presenting the symptoms they had when they were brought into the hospital <laughs> we feel the case of this patient has been <laughs> concluded and we do not foresee any additional issues in the future and their status shall remain as it is at this time. Um, it does kind of remind me, I have a bit about this when I used to give out samples in supermarkets and it was like different, like I was like contracted, um, you know, I was working for a like demo company and, uh, products like contract them and so we'd go into different supermarkets and whole foods has like i don't know if they still do but they had like specific rules where if someone asks you a question you're not allowed to say i don't know or i don't work here even oh though like most of the time yeah. i wouldn't know and i was not working there so someone like asked me where something is and i was like oh i mean you know i'm sure it's <laughs> around uh and they'd be like well you work here right and i'd be like Ah, uh, well, I am working, and I'm certainly here. Um, <laughs> they didn't tell you just, like, a person to send them to? 
a place to they settle. They just were like, I mean, they, they said just wanted the you to. They like, just wanted you give, to be as frustrating as possible. Yeah, don't give incorrect information, but don't give, don't say you don't know. Like the specific words, I don't know. Don't say I don't know. And also don't tell them that you don't work there, which is kind of a weird one. I guess like, I don't know what they think that you're going to be like, oh, I'm a contractor. I come in to sell this product. I work for the product, whatever. And they're going to be like, ah, so I can do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> like, no. Maybe I mean, they thought... Maybe they thought if you were like, I don't work here, they'd, they'd be like, wait, I just ate like a random guy's <laughs> sheet. You just walked in. I guess the, I could. Yeah, and the store I doesn't even know that, you're like, here. <laughs> yeah. just Sorry. Did you just set up a table and hand out tainted <laughs> treats? That should um, be a house episode. I could see that. I That makes sense. I just think there should have been like some kind of like oh i'm a approved yeah, contractor sure. and i am uh here on behalf of the product yeah yeah um i am someone can help you at guess or... not not that hard <laughs> yeah i am a whole foods approved contractor please find a whole foods employee <laughs> and give them your query um yeah the uh i man you if you the you work i i haven't i only did that job for like a few months but i have so much sympathy for anyone who has to work like customer service positions or dealing with people i did that job for a few months yeah and i was looking at people uh going around with their headphones in doing instacart shopping and i was like wow living the dream (laughs) (laughs) just just listening and picking stuff off a list looking at your phone listening to a podcast i was like ooh. That's I feel the like the most like, jealous I get is when up the delivery like, person has like their girlfriend in the car. You're like, that's so nice. Like, I want a job where I can just like show my boyfriend yeah. a playlist yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have? I, all right, because we're almost towards the end of the episode, and we should leave five minutes for Oscar takes. So people are going to want to know what we think <laughs> five weeks from now or whatever, um, <laughs> or three, four weeks from now, three weeks. Anyway. Uh, I also want to weigh in on this discourse because I saw a meme and this might be different in New York and LA. They're very different. Uh, you know what? Before let's, before we get into the discourse, I, I think we've covered pretty much the episode because we already got into Foreman wakes up. He's mixing up right and left. It's fine. Is there anything else in the episode and, uh, or shipping report before we get into uh discourse uh, off our, our big segment? Yes. Cuddy's yes! top. Cuddy <laughs> wears a black floral peplum top with like a neon green satin border around the neck. It is fucking Yeah, it's neon green and it's like weird. And she's like, I'm sorry. If if Foreman dies. It is the worst thing I've ever seen on a show full of terrible clothes. Foreman must be dressed for this episode, am I right? (laughs) And it's so distracting in like a moment where she's like, I'm sorry, if Foreman has to die to save yeah. the country, then that's the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, is trying to prevent a pandemic, and you're just like, I don't think anyone in that shirt has authority. I'm sorry, ma'am. I can't, I can't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I can. Um, I also just want to say, like, uh, I think, I, I think that. I understand why the cop's home has to be such 
a disgusting assortment of filth to like create different mysteries and potential vectors for disease. But, and I know they're not psychologists, but it just feels <laughs> underexplored. <laughs> like, why is he I living like this? I truly love that what was going in the on last episode was just like, he's cheap. It's like, I don't think that's this guy's deal. That does not explain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the deal. Yeah, he's also at one point, he's like, he stole food. He stole water. He stole fertilizer. And I don't think scraping up pigeon shit is stealing anything. <laughs> anyway, that was that's my big thing. I just want to get into, into Joker Cop's head a little bit more. Even though it would be so twisted yeah. that it would terrify you. We actually yeah. oh, shouldn't Joker have rated Cop. that episode last week because it was probably too dangerous. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was the folks can't know the um, oh, my God, that is I mean, this is a good well, we have yeah. to shipping report and then we can get into our uh, discourse dispatch. But that was wild when um, uh, for like a few weeks, there were people who were like, it seems like it's dangerous to release a new Joker movie. And they had to like tinge every aspect of coverage when it where, where it was like. I don't know. I just thought it was OK and kind of like too long and didn't need. Uh, the whole romantic subplot and also I'm actually excited for the sequel like musical Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn I'm so much more excited for that whereas like I don't know I saw when I saw Joker and everyone was like look you might not like it but you gotta admit Joaquin Phoenix's performance was amazing and it was like I don't think I have to do any such thing I think uh it was I think he's done good performances I think uh acting like a weird four-year-old whose mom is trying to talk to the bank <laughs> teller and he's like just making noises and kind of doing weird dances is uh i don't know it was okay um all right so anyway. first shipping report i just have uh one note um what rewatching this from the beginning and having to take notes on it i'm like man i'm really coming around on house foreman uh, cause the only note I have is when Foreman's dad says, my son says you're a manipulative bastard and house says it's a pet name. I was like, holy shit, that rocks. <laughs> uh, the, the discourse I saw that I wanted to get us to weigh in on was I saw someone shared a meme that was, um, you know, the meme where the guy is like, ah, and the other guy is like holding a knife. Mm-hmm. okay cool we know what i'm talking about and the, the guy going ah was like with his hands up was like um me picking up my food guy with knife is uh 30 25 or 20 tip and Ugh. here's the thing i know there's no way to complain about tipping without seeming like a total jerk but someone who i think generally has good takes quote tweeted it and was like uh, this is a fake problem. No one's forcing you to tip. It's like press one for English. It's like, here's the thing. I picked up an order from the butcher and I go there. I pick up the order from like, you know, it's yeah, the hoity-toity bespoke uh, Brooklyn location, whatever. It was like a 70 something dollar order for multiple, you know, meals worth of food. Um, and the, the thing comes up to the cashier and it's like 30%, 25% or 20%. I'm like, Oh, so does the butcher get the tip? And he was like, well, it's split through the organization. So, yeah, they do. And I know what I should have done was overcome my social anxiety, swallow it up, choose custom tip, and do like a few bucks. But that feels very weird to do when the person's just looking at you. So I did 20%, 
which was, you know, kind of a lot to tip on groceries by conventional standards. I'm, like, not that upset that, like, normal working people get more money. And if you want to say to me, here's the thing. If you want to say to me, Andrew, the fact that you are getting pressured into giving people more money is good because overall everyone should just give more money to people who are working registers and service jobs that you just mentioned suck fine but don't tell me it's not doing that right like the default the thing where you pick up a thing in a deep right am i crazy like it's fine if someone thinks it's worth it am i going off on a rant here i don't want to talk about this for too long but fair I will say, as somebody who worked in customer service for a really, really, really long time, um, I think that you are imagining a level of expectation and judgment from the person who's turning the thing around that is not there. And in, unless you're unless you are eating like table service dining, people are like, yeah, if you tip me a couple bucks, like that's great. And maybe the iPad defaults to a percentage that is high, but that does not mean that the butcher is like, yeah, people should and must (laughs) tip me 20 to 30% on their butcher order. Um, It's just, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird disconnect when the percentage is like set wrong, but the person ringing you up is not that like that's they didn't set that they they know that that's weird <laughs> and they probably they probably get a lot of people who are like whoa 30 percent and they're like no 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 like i didn't i didn't do that like it's it's fine yeah, skip it i agree and they usually and um, like i've had people so, like, say don't, that don't like that they'll be like uh put put something in there if you want like they're uncomfortable too and yeah i Team Lauren, yeah. not a real problem. The people who go on and talk about tips like something happened to them. I'm like, you were presented with an option. Okay. Yeah, I understand. I understand how not having dealt with that technology from the employee side, I understand how you can like feel that implied pressure. But I'm telling you, as somebody who has worked all kinds of tipped and not tipped customer service jobs, um, they're like it. They're not judging you. They're not expecting you to tip twenty okay. percent. I'll on, delete like, my tweets. Did you? Because you knew exactly yeah. what I was talking about. Did you see the tweets? And you were like, "Uh oh, am I going to be able to keep co-hosting this?" <laughs> no, I was just Andrew? like, "That's a very long story that I don't think uh, matters to Lauren's point at all." <laughs> That's fair. I'm hey, I'm going in right now. I'm deleting it. I've, I've wow! Convinced. Breaking news. I'm going in. Yeah, my- What's trending? Uh, trending. <laughs> Bill Murray. Uh oh. Uh oh. Bill the Murray la- and the- indicted. Ah! I think indicted is just no. It's they're trending separately. Real? Indicted is probably because oh. they, they just the ICC just was like mm. we're issuing an arrest warrant for Putin, which is like a real like you know I don't know maybe the planeteers <laughs> will uh, get him, but you know whatever. It's symbolic. It's important because he's doing real bad stuff, but like everyone knows it's. I mean, it's a little hypocritical also because the U.S. is like, uh, we have a law that says if they ever try to take one of our presidents, we invade the Hague, um, which I feel like that would never happen. You could probably have kept some moral uh, – I assume the U.S. Army is not going to let the Hague take a U.S. president. They probably could have just kept some appearance of moral consistency by not signing that into law. Um, and then I did could... not come prepared to discuss. Yeah, any and of this. Katie does have <laughs> eleven minutes until she has to start another podcast. 
All right, so the Oscars. We got to we got to tackle those real quick. So what any hot Oscar um, takes? I thought it was a good year for me to have it on mute while I played board games with my friends because it seems like nothing really exciting happened. That's my main take. <laughs> yeah. My main take is that my nightmare scenario of the whale winning best makeup and best lead actor uh, was realized and that that is a really... Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for Brendan Fraser for the new success injected into his career. Um, But that is a really grim expression of that phobia. (laughs) Really, really sad. Get best actor and best makeup. um, Just like a child's idea. It's just like that's that's most makeup. That's not best makeup. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I do remember there was a quote. Uh, from like one of the Oscar voters, which I personally, because I know now there's been a whole back and forth about it. It kind of feels like the everything everywhere all at once is like the Joe Biden or like the Hillary Clinton uh, nomination where it's like, okay, whenever it seems like it's definitely going to win, everyone feels like real comfortable trashing on it. But then there was like a month where people were like convinced that uh, all quiet on the Western front, the Donald Trump uh, of the nomination was going to get it. And then they were suddenly like, no, I mean, honestly, though, if everything everywhere all at once, we all wanted to win. Like, over all, all quiet on the Western front. And then when it became clear towards the end that it was going to win, they were all like, okay, cool. We can, I can be like, oh, I voted for Tar, the Jill Stein of the, you know, whatever. Like, to, to not, I mean, Tar's great, but I'm saying like to, draw out the metaphor it felt like people's reactions to it were based on how certain they were it was going to win um whereas i just i always liked it i liked it um should it have won over tar or banshees like i don't know i was not unhappy about it i liked it i thought i think when it first came out the big like uh prevailing line was like oh this is so good but the oscars would never give it to this and then it seemed like they would. And then a bunch of people were like, actually, it sucks. This is like them trying to award Marvel without having to award Marvel or whatever. Like, whatever things people say. I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's also weird because everyone – but even those people are excited that Michelle Yeoh won. And they're excited that Kei Kwan won. And they're like, fine, Daniels won. But they're just upset that if you put that all together, it makes a movie that wins Best Picture, which – I don't know. Whatever. I know that people were more upset about Jamie Lee Curtis. When Brendan Fraser won, I was like, I was like, oh, people are going to be so upset, but also people are happy for Brendan Fraser, which you said, that's like the, the whole thing. I mean, I didn't see it. So I'm like, I didn't see uh, it either. And I won't see it. (laughs) I'm a little, I might on a plane one day, just because I'm a little, I'm, I'm like a little curious just because obviously like the way people talk about it. Um, but you know, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't I, part of, yeah, go out of, my part of me, part of me wants to see it so that I can complain about it with like my full <laughs> voice. But I also yeah. think that there is like, there is a number of fat activists who have done a really good job. Of yeah. And, I think it's one of those things. Uh, and I'm not going to waste my precious time. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where the details of the execution can't make it that much better or worse. It's like, we know what the problem is here. We know yeah. what the problem. Maybe it's the blue. Yeah, it's not the Blues yeah. Brothers. I don't get that reference. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I think I, s- 
Oh, ah. Um, I saw a tweet that was like, I really loved the moment in The Whale where he opens a drawer and sees a granola bar and frowns and shakes his head and then opens another drawer and sees a bunch of candy bars and smiles and nods. And I genuinely was like, is this a bit? And then the follow-up tweet was like, I wish that this yeah. was a joke. I really, oh my when God. I first heard about it, thought that it was like a biopic about like a sad fat gay guy who wrote a memoir and like finding out that someone just made up a story about a really sad fat gay guy i was like that is even weirder so he's so is it is it okay i just decided that the episode this is our, the, the last two minutes we're gonna be like a full movie i know hong chow is it which is interesting because i know some people don't like the way the menu as much as i do i i i'm pretty i'm a menu stan i did like the menu and uh, it does. It I do remember when I mean supporting was like uh, Stephanie Sue, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Angela Bassett, um, Hong Chow for the whale, and uh, oh oh, what's her? Fa- oh no, she was best actor. Carrie Condon. Oh wait, no, she. No, was she was she supporting. Actor? No, she was supporting, right? Carrie Condon. Was yeah. it Olivia Coleman for something? No, not this year. Whatever, and a fifth person. Um, so I do, I do, I did see that, and Parmi was like, "What if it was Hong Chow for the menu?" And then she could be saying "tortillas delicioso" in the clip, right? That would have been fun for everyone. Um, I uh, menu, but I trust you that that's fun. It's fun. I'd recommend the menu. Look, we we got to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, we do but, have to rate the episode, uh, and Katie Andrew is supposed Taven, to be ready for another podcast in five minutes. Yes, Andrew Taven. I have a, li- I have a little more, a little more time than okay. I thought, but not very much. So, <laughs> okay. well, then I have enough time to say Andrew Taven of House of House says the menu. It's on HBO Max, soon to be called like Discovery Warner Plus or something. House Hunters International, the streaming channel. Um, you know, watch right, the menu just, if you want. All right. Uh, wrapping up Oscar Corner, I spent this entire time complaining about the whale, but I would like to say that the Banshees of Inisherin was yeah. incredible. Please watch that. Was it wrong? Yeah, everybody should have watched it. Banshees didn't get that. anything. Thor didn't get anything, and Fablemans didn't get anything. Ooh, that but is the rough. fucking whale. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I guess anyway. I do get. I guess I do get in that context why people are a little frustrated with everything everywhere I all at once. Have to like agree. I, but they okay. Here's the one I'll say. <laughs> They should have given. No, I know. They should have given original (laughs) screen. Oh, that's fair. I deserve. I deserve spicy Lenny. I deserve it. Um. Uh. I think I'll say Banshees probably should have won original screenplay. Um, at the very least, because it's great. All right. For sure. Uh, the uh. Done alive. Yeah. Would you the Vicodin? Uh, uh, I give it um, three point five. There's some really good performances in it, and there's some really great stuff, but it's it's pretty messy, and not and it, a little bit in the fun way, but a lot in the less fun way. I'm gonna give it four point five. Ooh. I really thought it stuck the landing, um, and like discussing it, I can like. I can see the ways that it's messy, but I really didn't feel it. Again, uh, you know, I'm stupid about this stuff. It wasn't like most of it didn't stick out at me other than the Three Stooges syndrome uh, well that they returned to. But I really felt like, 
it was incredible performances. I thought the pacing was really good. I was, you know, I was really invested in Foreman, even though I knew Foreman was not going to die. It still was just like, ah, the stakes. They have a fucking like countdown doomsday clock of like when it reaches 90% oxygen, we have to do the procedure. And I just thought that was like a really great way to just sort of like dramatize um, that. And yeah, I, I honestly, I felt like it, I felt like it was on a par with part one. I, I thought it was really strong. And, uh, and, and then you get, you get house high five and a four-year-old for jerking it. And that's just the icing on the cake, baby. Wow. Interesting. I thought this was a huge disappointment after part one. I thought the plot points were really, really bad. And I also don't care about medical logic at all, but it's just like, the episode has to sell me like the writing of the beats have to sell me even if you know it's all nonsense um and yeah i thought like the the plot points didn't work and there was a lot of stuff that was like way too melodramatic for me like i think omar epps did do a good job but i thought the writing of a lot of the melodrama was not good um so i was gonna give it like a 2.5 and hearing you go over the good points I'm like I guess there is a lot of good stuff in it so I think I'm gonna give it a three um but yeah I thought it was uh you know it was uh disappointing I thought that part one really sang and then this part I was like maybe they should have tried to truncate it into one episode all right well uh we got plugs um Katie you're you're the Brett Easton Hell Yes podcast has returned, right? For a new uh it is returning. Yes. It returning, um, yes. Yes. I have um two two special episodes coming down the pike. Uh that's all I have planned for now. Um and I guess we'll just see, you know, we'll just see how much the culture embraces me and I'll decide whether to bring it back uh, as an ongoing thing. But uh, I do have an upcoming episode about Brett's uh, recent, semi-recent feature film, The Smiley Face Killers. Uh, and then a little a little further down the line, I'm going to be reviewing his new novel, uh, The Shards. So exciting, exciting stuff in the world of Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Katie L. Wright, and you can also follow the show at Brett Easton Pod for updates. Cool. You can follow me on Twitter at Lenny Burnham, and you can look up my other podcast, Chapter Surfing, for uh, me and a guest discussing uh, TV shows based on books. Yep. And uh, at Andrew Taven on all the stuff, andrewtaven.com. And um, I, uh, yeah, you know, the usual sound snacks with a z at the end always good to check that out and uh shows got shows coming up but you can just find those on andrewtaven.com and uh you know from all of us here at the house of house i hope you have yourself a very pleasant evening.